Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and a special feature looking at the stupefying purchase of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the NTT IndyCar Series by Roger Penske. Four conversations for you here, two with veteran team owners, two with new team owners, that being Michael Andretti and Chip Ganassi, and also Michael Shank and Zach Brown from McLaren, partnered with the Aero McLaren SP entry owned by Sam Schmidt and Rick Peterson. Also note up front that I did reach out to a number of other team owners who were not inclined to delve into the subject. So with the four that we have, Michael and Chip in particular, championships, Indy 500s, front running at all points in time, we know how strong they are, how much they look at Roger Penske's team as a number one target. Their perspectives, very different than, say, a Michael Shank, now entering his fourth season, entering the IndyCar Series, coming in 2020, but that'll be his first full-time. So coming in as a smaller team, making incremental improvements year by year, now finally getting to full-time, his perspective coming in somewhat new, and also Zach, having been around for quite some time on the marketing side, now on the team principal side, This is his first real opportunity to dive in as a stakeholder in the series to offer his insights on how this sale, the changes that could come, the benefits, the negatives. This is shared across all four of our guests. So in terms of order, starting with Chip Ganassi, followed by Michael Andretti, then Michael Shank, who was calling in at the end of the day from the airport at Daytona International Speedway. And then we'll close with Zach Brown here on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers, where every episode we've published, almost 700 so far, is available at marshallpruittpodcast.com, along with all of the popular methods to subscribe. What is Roger coming in in this role? I don't know. What do you think it might do for us? I'm just happy that, I mean, we'd all heard these rumors that the Speedway was actively for sale. You know what I mean? Sure. And so you sit there and you go, when you look at Roger buying something, you say, geez, you know, nobody's nobody's more passionate about Indy than he is. You sure. Know? I mean, and, and, you know, where I thought it was interesting was to hear him talk about his father a lot there. You know, I never heard him talk about his father in his life. I think, and what that does is gives the lets you know the gravitas of what he's in undertaking. I mean, this is obviously going to be the trophy asset of the Penske Corporation. This will be the trophy asset of it. And, and you know, who better to, to have the stewardship than Roger, who's, who's obviously won there the most, has a, a world-class view of these type of endeavors. It's just going to, I think it's just going to take it to the next level. What do you think, Chip? What do you think Roger's name will do in terms of Corporation X, which maybe knows well, about IndyCar but I hasn't bought in? I, I can tell you this. I, I, I think for everybody that's out selling sponsors, I think it gives a good story to tell. Mm. Okay? I think that's very clear. It Right off the bat, gives you a good story to tell. Roger's the uh, consummate salesman, so I know he wants to see the thing grow. And not only this, the the track, but the series, you know, and and it takes me back to my, takes me back to the cart days. There aren't many guys around that sat in that cart boardroom. Okay. Mm. In fact, there are not many at all. And I tell you what, I sat in that cart boardroom and I can tell you, 
he's got a huge vision, if you want to call it the uh, good, a good global view, let's say. That's just what the series and that track need, or someone with a, glo- a global perspective, I should say. What do you think, Chip, about Roger's solid business track record being applied to the speedway not as you know other people that have taken over motorsports as a recent you know i'm not sure have had a, a meaningful impact at least from my point of view you know i mean i don't know and so you'd say that you know you might also characterize uh, those as business acquisitions strictly compared to yeah, what i, I mean, see with rogers sure. there's that well, passion element that- too yeah, I don't know that Roger is the most benevolent guy I've ever met in my life, but you know, I, I think he wants to see something become a success, and he'll he'll approach it like that. I mean, I I just think that in the last couple of years, you know, I, I've sat in plenty of meetings with Roger, and you know, questions come up, and they, you know, people just say, well, why don't you just pick the phone up and call veteran and ask him about this, and, you know, whether it's a car company or a, you know, I think Roger can do that. He can pick the phone up and call people, and that's a damned important thing, you know. And I don't, I don't see other people having the, that kind of moxie. What about from a manufacturer standpoint, Chip? I mean, you obviously work closely with multiple yeah, I mean, brands and have for many years now. In IndyCar specifically, we've dreamt of getting a third or fourth. Does the fact that Roger plays so heavily in the automotive sector, does that improve our odds? Uh, is there a reason to be hopeful? I think, I, think it does, I think it does very quickly. He's got, he's got his finger on the pulse. I'm not sure I would say who's got a better finger on the pulse of the manufacturers than, than Roger. Mm. I mean, maybe there's somebody in the world, but I don't know who that is. Got just practically every single one as a dealer, huh. and he knows the guys that run all these companies personally. Maybe there's a guy that's got better relationships with manufacturers. I don't know who it is. Another thing that comes to mind, read from mostly fans asking, conflict of interest, should we be concerned? I would figure that as you know, Roger's closest rival for many a, years. You'd be the one to be screaming bloody murder if you thought that there was something to be worried about. That's that's kind of the silliest thing I've ever heard, to tell you the truth. Okay, I mean, I think Roger understands the, the gravitas of uh, his position at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway now versus winning a race or two. A little different uh, perspective, I would think. It's kind of, I think it's kind of... I mean, give the guy a break here. You know what I mean? I didn't, no one screamed conflict of interest with Tony George having a team in a car. We've had a couple days now to digest this. What sunk in? Believe me, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for negatives, but I'm, after having a couple days and talking to everybody, I don't, you know, I don't see any. I don't know that it could have landed in better hands. Mm. Unless Barnum and Bailey were still around, I'm not sure it'd be in better hands, you know? <laughs> looking forward to seeing what comes. I mean, I... I my yeah. optimism level is always pretty high about IndyCar when I hear that yeah. somebody, not just, and here's the thing, it's not just Roger. It's the organization that comes with him that gives well, me the confidence. Think, you know, and, and here's the thing. You, what I hear, what I've heard nobody to discuss or nobody talk about are things like, you know, this is obviously going to be the most prized asset in their portfolio. And not only does he, we, you know, let's not get caught up in only the racing aspect of it. He's he, he has now a crown jewel, the crown jewel in the state of Indiana, if not the crown jewel in all of motorsports in terms of a facility. All the political capital that goes along with that. Let's not underestimate what this means to the corporation, the sport of IndyCar racing. I mean, you know, your buddy Robin said it best. I mean. I don't know that there's been a, a larger story in IndyCar racing. And I, I'm trying to think of the last, the biggest story 
that's been in IndyCar racing ever. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Not in my lifetime. Yeah, not in my lifetime. What would it be? Maybe, you know, the last, you know, Tony Holman buying the Speedway was probably the last big, biggest thing that happened for IndyCar racing. I I mean, I think you got to go back to that. I, I don't know what it would be. I know that inside the sport, the split and unification get raised, but to me, those are, are symptoms. Yeah, those are symptoms. That's just noise. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's just noise. Of, that was just noise along the way. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, cool heads prevailed. And I got to hand it to the Hallman family. You, you know, they had to do the right thing there. You know, they, had, they that was a tough decision on their part. I'm sure there's a lot of crying and agonizing over the years. Tony was really broken up over this. Tony was really broken up over this. For those who didn't know how much IMS and IndyCar meant to him, that was made painfully apparent on Monday. Sure, sure. Maybe the other aspect, which you've touched on a bit, is there have been maybe concerns, the right way to put it, concerns all along that if it were sold, who would buy it? Would it be the right person? Would they care? Would they end up killing the thing through bad decisions or ineptitude so from the if it ever does change hands oh boy are we still going to have the thing we love to the other extreme of holy cow the person who arguably loves it as much if not more than anyone else and has you know the financial support to make it survive and grow and improve like the best case scenario has happened i don't know that if you if you were doing the movie I don't know that you could have a better script. Well, we're going to put Miller in charge of betting, uh, trackside betting. That's the only uh, only thing we got to fix here. Then uh, the script will yeah. be absolutely perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks as always, sir. Okay, my friend. What comes to mind when you hear about you know Roger buying the Speedway, buying the series? What comes to mind about ways that might be able to help? Uh, well, I think there's a come. lot of positives to it. You know, I mean, obviously there's concerns, you know, he still owns a team and all that. So there's that side of it. But, but uh, if you put that aside, I think, you know, there's more positives than negatives. I think that, uh, um, you know, you know, Roger, first of all, whenever he does anything, you know, he does it to win and he does it right. And he does it first class. And, and, you know, he's going to, he's what you see at the speedway is, you know, he's going to, he's going to improve it. He's definitely going to improve it. I don't know how yet, but I know he's going to make it better. Um, I think from a team standpoint, um, I think he understands uh, our challenges. Um, and so I think that's that's healthy. Um, also, I think, uh, you know, we actually already started talking about, you know, how do we make our franchises worth something? Because right now, you know, they're not worth anything, you know. But you look at what, you know, Formula E and Formula One has done, I mean, those franchises are worth a lot of money now. And yeah, I was going to so, say, I mean, I know, you know. Y- you've experienced that firsthand with your Formula E team where yes. y- y- yep. this is a, a real value. It's you an asset. Value it's a real exactly. asset. Exactly. Whereas now, any Joe Blow can buy a car and a truck and show up at the racetrack, you know, and it's it's uh, and it's just, it's too easy. <laughs> that makes sense, you know. And, and you know, there's got to be a way to – um, you know, give give the franchises the twenty two or twenty four franchises, you know, worth something, you know. So, um, you know, I think we're gonna probably talk a lot about that, you know, rev shares and things like that. So, 
Mm, I think that could be a positive, you know. I think I think that should be something that's right at the forefront, you know, that we need to do is something that we've been I've been pushing Mark on for a long time. Like we gotta figure out a way to get value. And uh and Roger sees that and understands that, so I think that's a good thing. So the next question here, it's not meant to sound like I'm blowing smoke. I mean, you know, you and I have had these discussions many times. Your team has been at the forefront of business development in IndyCar in particular, but now across many forms of racing. Business-to-business relationships is something that, again, you guys have been at the forefront of developing that. With all that said, how does the name of Penske, Penske Corporation, you know, $23 billion a year uh, business. How does that help you when you go and talk to potential sponsor A, B, or C who might have been on the fence before? Does Roger's name or the success that he has, is that yeah, I think for it, the I, foundation? I think it's Roger's name. I think it's re- his reputation. You know, I think it's people know that when Roger steps into a project, it's going to be succeed, you know, and, and, uh, and it's going to be done right. It's going to be done first class, like I said. So I think that's all just pauses. I think, you know, when we've been hearing from a lot of our people that, you know, so let's deal, you know, there's two things. It's, they all think it's positive, but then there's that, that negative hanging out there of like, well, how is he going to do it now that he owns a team, you know? So that's going to be the biggest challenge that, you know, he's going to have to figure out to make sure that, there's a real Chinese wall there that, uh, you know, that it, he's never able to sway, sway that side of it, you know? So what are you, what are you suggesting on beyond the, the franchise value? Are there things that you're thinking on right now of, Hey, whenever, you know, we get asked to come sit down and, and troubleshoot or throw out some other ideas on things that would make your life either easier as a team owner or better in whatever ways are there other things that come to mind yeah i think the next one is we got to get the cost down you know lately they've been trying to bring the cost down but every time they've tried it it's actually gone up and uh there's gotta we gotta do a better job at that you know i mean i've been saying it now for a few years we got to figure out the way to get a million bucks off our budget Mm. i mean we're just it's just too high you know, I mean, we can't justify it to our sponsors. You know, the series still is not strong enough yet. I mean, maybe five years down the road now that Roger's taking it, maybe he can take it to the next level. But at this moment, it still costs too much for what we can give our sponsors. So I think that's still something that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be harping on with Roger to figure out. Let's figure out ways to, to do that. Another question or two, and I know that this wasn't a part of Monday's announcement, but as one of the handful of IndyCar team owners who are directly involved in the road to Indy, developing next generation driver talent, crew, mechanic, otherwise, there are areas you think Penske's involvement now from an ownership standpoint can help maybe solidify some areas there too, because as you well know, it costs a heck of a lot to put an Indy Lights team on the ground, and there aren't enough of them as well. Yeah, that's the other one, right? I mean, the way the formula was before they came up with this new car, it made a lot of sense. I mean, you know, you could do it, and it made sense. Now, I mean, it, they added like two or $300,000 to the budget with this thing, and, 
and you know it's hard to get these these parents and whatever to come up with the money for their kids to do it and and it's just uh they really hurt themselves and it's not a mistake that you only have that many cards out there and it's and so i'm really hoping i haven't talked to roger about this i don't know how he feels about the the road to indie series but i think that should be also another high priority to uh you know get that thing built back up because you know just look at the talent that's coming out of it i mean every year there's a star coming out of it. I mean, it's just, it, and sometimes more than one, you know, driver. So, you know, I, I think that that should be another thing that, you know, he needs to try to cultivate. Hopefully he can do something like with the Honda or something and, and, and really, you know, get a proper program all the way through so we can get kids right out of go-karts and groom them and get them ready for, you know, Indy cars. Mm-hmm. Let's close, Michael, just looking at the bigger picture here. We've now had a couple days to process the idea of RP, Penske Corporation. You know, there's a lot of stuff uh, that that gets wrapped into all that's taken place. But what's the the general takeaway you have now, at least a day or two to process it all? Does this give you greater optimism about the sport's future? Um, are you thinking about, Hey, Roger can't do everything himself. Who are the players within his organization that are going to step in and assist, et cetera. Just curious uh, where your mind's at a couple days later. I think it's really good. I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things, um, you know, Mark would have liked to have done, but they just didn't have the capital to do it. Um, now I think having, Roger behind it and you know I'm sure if he believes in in the things that they wanted to do I think that you know he'll get behind it and they'll be able to do a lot of the things that they were were was on their wish list so you know I think that that's going to be a positive and as for people you know I think IndyCar's got the good basics you know of people I think Mark does a great job and I think you know Jay's doing a great job on the on the on the uh, uh, IndyCar side so you know, I think he's, I don't see him messing with that, you know, and, uh, I think I just see him, if you go by what he was saying in his press conference, stuff, I see him going and just backing them up, you know, and giving them the tools that they need to make, make it all better. Amen. Well, I, I am, I am optimistic. I am, I'm feeling a lot better about, you know, where we are headed, uh, just knowing that we have a, a real, a layer of business, I think, that's going to be applied to the running of things that I'm not saying it wasn't there before, but we know, yep. you know, the way things, Rod, the way Roger tends to do things, um, it's just going to be interesting to see how that blueprint shapes, you know, the sport we, yeah. uh, we no, love I, and I'm work totally in. I'm totally in agreement with you, you know. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think the Homans in some way were, were cash strapped and stuff and they couldn't do everything they want him to do now having somebody like roger now i think there's so much you can do i mean with the speedway outside the speedway i mean there's just there's so many cool things that could be done if they just had capital behind it you know and now hopefully they'll have it and they can do it michael shank this news that has come through on roger penske's acquisition of all things open wheel that you love and i love curious how the news struck you as one of IndyCar's youngest and newest 
team owners, and what comes to mind about how this acquisition by Penske might alter your world, help your world, I don't know, harm your world, just curious what came to mind. Yeah, you know, the, fir- uh, the first thing is that it surprised me. I, I was, you know, I knew they were talking to another company. I know that pretty well. And uh, it, when the news came that Roger uh, got the deal, it really surprised me, but in, in a great way, I think. And um, I'm really happy about it. Um, I think when I, you know, when you look at the investment that Jim Meyer and I have made in IndyCar, the last two years, I kind of feel like we might have timed this thing like really right. And the potential of this thing in my mind in the next five years, and if he does what he says he's going to do, which I would never doubt based on what I've seen in the past, uh, could take this thing to a level of, uh, that we that we haven't seen in what has been 25 years. You know, it has the potential. And uh, a lot of people are expecting great things. And certainly I'm one of them, but I'm always looking for a reason to feel better about investing in what I think is potential growth opportunity. And that's what we did in IndyCar. And uh, this makes both of us, Jim and I, Jim Meyer and I, feel uh, better. And it really comes down, you know, of course, I'm a big history person. I love history. And uh, and I certainly appreciate where the George family has taken this thing <clears throat> and the Hallmans and, and uh how it's gotten to where it is today, and I respect that a lot. Um, and, and, and and God knows that Roger respects it even more than I do and, and has a whole different appreciation for it. So the odds of him leaving his mark in a, in a proper, respectful way, I think, are really, really great. And I have to tell you, and I don't know if you know this, Marsh, you know, he called all the owners in the morning. Mm. And, uh, and I'm just a new guy. Like, I'm a junior senator, right? <laughs> and... Um, you know, he called both Jim and I, and I thought that was really, uh, well, I don't know. I just thought that was a really nice thing, right? And uh, we look forward to building our program uh, over the next couple of years, you know. Angle I'd love to hear about, Mike, is the composition of your team ownership between yourself, veteran, race car driver, team owner. Your life, your business has always been motor racing. Your co-owner, Jim Meyer, president of SiriusXM, big company, obviously. Despite his passion for racing it's and his title, it's not as if he can just freely spend money without a lot of board members and shareholders holding him accountable. You have, what, AutoNation is another major brand that's involved. You've got a number of you know significant names attached to making your team happen on the financial side. What do you hear from them about this purchase? What feedback do you get maybe from additional, have you had feedback from maybe sponsors you've been chasing? Uh, whether you know this news has affected that pursuit in any way, shape, or form. Just curious as someone who does have some, you're not doing this just out of fun money. You're not a trust fund kid. You're a guy that has to make the, the money make sense. What does Roger and the Penske Corporation do for you on the you know the true dollars and cents side? That's a great question. I have been asked that. And i got to tell you, um, from the people that I have in my life, Operation and SiriusXM, it just makes them extremely happy. It gives a, a, a confidence in the direction of where the overall series is going. 
and Roger has that effect on people because of because of who he is and the success he's brought to everything he's done. Immediately, it's an exhale. Like, okay, we see this thing has real legs now, and he's going to build this thing to a level. And work. And it's almost to the point where they feel like they're in early. Like, we got in on this early. This could, could this could be really interesting. On the other hand, people that I'm I am you know pursuing still to sell all kinds of deals from. The one I can think of that called me is a, a, is a company that I'm working on a deal for the Indy 500 the associate deal, and they were extremely excited. They they texted me. I didn't reach to them. They, we we love hearing this news, and uh, so I think the bottom line is there's a there's an air of, of uh, confidence people have in Roger Penske. Um, when you mention him, when you feel like you're doing business with him, that. Uh, kind of makes everybody exhale a little bit, feel better about doing things. And so far, zero negative, all positive. Let's talk fixing of the conversations you and I have. Most of them involve some form of how should we do this thing better? How should that sport fix this thing that's off slightly? Whatever it might be, assuming that you'll have some time with Roger and or his lieutenant one-on-one, when it comes time to say, all right, what what's your top 10 list, Michael Shank, of the things yep. we can do better, make your life easier? What are the immediate things that come to mind that you'd love to put in front of Roger to think about? Maybe the stuff that you know he, he might be aware of, but maybe some of the things that he wouldn't. Since, again, you, you do come in here as a small, newer team owner. I mean, Roger's been doing this in IndyCar for 50 years. Guessing your experiences are very dissimilar. So I've got two. I got two areas on this, Marshall. The first area is I believe in having real events at racing. So think about St. Petersburg. Think about Long Beach. Think about these tracks that have these great big events that are not only just races. They make them more relevant to the people. That there's more things for families to do at our events. And Roger, that that entertainment company that Penske has now. I, from what I saw, is really cognizant of that, and I think they want to make great events. So I'm all on board. We have to be more relevant for people in general. I, I know it's hard anyways in racing uh, to get people off the stick and ball and all that kind of thing, the normal things we fight, but uh, I feel like we have a shot at moving to the next base with Penske because I, I've already heard in their releases they're thinking about it. So on that side, I love that. The, 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 the side that Maybe Roger and I may be a little bit different on Marshall, but I got to tell you, it's what put us on the planet back in 2004 when we went to Daytona Prototype. The tight rules packages, and you and I could probably wrestle over this ourselves, right? But I'm just telling you, when I came into Daytona Prototype and the rules packages were such that a team like mine could come in and race against Roger or Chip Ganassi or the SunTrust team at the time, and come in and get podiums and do well, that says something about um, filling the paddock with competitors. you got to feel like you have an opportunity to win. And this is what I've tried to talk to Jay Fry about, and he's receptive the last couple of years. When a guy like me comes in, it's very difficult to do what I'm doing without a technical partner. That's why I'm doing it this way, right? And for me... The more things we can do to make it more widely available for success for other teams will drive at least the model for a while. 
And we saw that in Daytona prototype when they, before the economy took a real dump in 2008, 2009. We had big fields. Teams like mine had opportunity. And uh, listen, last year we podiumed with the technical alliance, but we couldn't have done it without it, right? It would have been very, very difficult. And of course, we don't need to talk too much about, you know, the McLaren deal at Indy and some of the struggles when you're a new team in this thing. So my, my, my talk to Roger would be, please remember that we all, we all have to feel like we have an opportunity to win. And sometimes to do that, we got to do things that we don't really want to do. I don't know. Have a spec damper, as an example. Instead of me spending a million dollars that I did last year, you know, where is that money better spent? And, and how can we help people, people like me, trying to move up to that level? And uh, that's, that's, I think that is a relevant conversation. And I, and I, who knows, maybe I'm in the minority. I know Dale Coyne believes in what I'm saying because he's talked to me about it, but not many other people do. But I'm just telling you what I, what I personally have found, you know? So. And I'll, I'll just add this, and it, this is minutiae, but it does speak to the bigger concept you're presenting here of reducing some of the vast disparity between the haves and have-nots in terms of competition. I spoke with one team owner who's not in this, uh, this series here, or not in this series of conversations, but one IndyCar team owner who told me about trying to acquire competitive dampers and being denied by one company, truly denied, uh, that makes dampers that are known to be very competitive, that would help his team to move forward, was denied under the premise of, well, you haven't really proven yourself yet, so we don't want to make them available to you. Some of the others that he was wanting to acquire, he could not get, and was telling me how he's heard from potential drivers that due to the lack of the one or two specific brands that are known to be most competitive, those are also very costly as well. But since he could not get his hands on dampers that are known to be the real hot ticket, he's actually had drivers turn him down. Uh, and this is someone with money to spend to hire drivers. It's an interesting scenario where, you know, look, if someone wants to do something custom, got it. But in a, a supposed free market series, it is an interesting thing when a team like yours, which is able to generate, you know, a pretty serious budget to do what you do. Yeah. Uh, if you're still facing something where you either have to spend yourself into oblivion to hope to get a sniff of the big teams, it does. You could easily say it would discourage smaller teams or newer teams, potential teams, from coming in. Not saying everything should be dead equal. We're not asking for 100% spec, but to your point, maybe this is an area that Roger hasn't felt for a long time and could seek some advisement from you and some of the other smaller or newer team owners. Well, you know, and this is, i got to be honest with you, I've had this conversation with Tim Sinzer. He does not agree with me at all. And, of course, Penske's always had kind of the unfair advantage anyways in a lot of cases. Um, so they fight it. So I'm hoping when I, when I get my turn to really talk about this, that, uh, you know, look, I'll have some consideration for what I'm saying because I'm living it. Right. And, uh, and I just, I, I tell them my experience. I will say one thing, Marshall. The one thing I can tell you, they, 
you take us back five years in time and where people were spending during the, the, the body and the body work era, right. And people developing arrow stuff and developing dampers and all kinds of sway bar stuff. The time has changed. We got the spec body now and, and and I believe we're coming into an era here. Well, yeah, yes, you have to have a good damper program, but it is really turning back into the hands of the driver. And, and if you really look at it, you'll notice that the driver's salaries are starting to rise again. And that is really because of people able to drive these cars well. They're very difficult, even when you have the, the best of everything. These cars are not easy to drive, and ever, like ever. And I believe you're seeing, uh, you're, you're seeing a, you have so many common parts as it is now that I'd almost, I'm not there yet, but I'm almost saying if I had a million dollars, I might invest that in a driver, I think, the badass rather than a set of badass dampers. Mm. It's getting to that point. I feel like, and again, I'm just telling you what I think, um, but it, it's something you, if I can tell, I, well, I know this, I can tell you this. The driver market is changing. The salaries are going up, right? And that, I believe, is because the emphasis is starting to return to the driver. Or is is maybe it's not just returning; it's there now. And and the rises of the the Rossies and the Hurtas, these guys that are really making a mark, you know, have really come on during this uh, spec bodywork here, you know. Let's close on this, Mike. So we've had a couple of days here to ponder this rather insane news how is it settled with you uh, what's the the feeling i know feeling isn't something we can necessarily quantify but what's your feeling now as we head into the next couple of months of the indycar off season knowing that when we come back together go racing going to have indycars the indy 500s greatest winner actually in charge of its present and future uh listen it is a hundred percent positive it's just not for me it is for my sponsors everybody's full of enthusiasm and i gotta tell you and i'm not worried about any kind of conflict at all between roger and being in the series and i've, I've seen that talked about a lot i have no i have no issues with that i think the guy is uh, beyond reproach with that um, so I think we're looking at an area here that I don't even know we can put our head around totally what's the potential here. Uh, I would love to hear about succession plan and, and what, what, how this, this company will be handled. Uh, is it Greg Penske that come along? I, you know, I don't know. I would love to hear about that sometime. But uh, the work ethic and the way Roger approaches everything is hard to argue with. And I feel lucky that we invested at the, the right time. So, Zach, you have been an unavowed fan of Roger Penske as a leader in business, leader in so many things that we do. I think most of us look at Roger and admire what he has achieved as a sportsman, as a heck, as a driver back in the day, but definitely in modern times, what he's done with his corporation and his racing team. Curious, as someone who knows Roger, and has spent a lot of time studying things that have made him successful. What comes to mind now with a couple of days of processing this sale of IndyCar and IMS 
to Roger, what comes to mind about how this could or will change our worlds? Well, thanks, Marshall. Um, I think it will change the world of IndyCar. I think it's extremely uh, exciting. Uh, There is no person I've come across that has the combination of business acumen and racer uh, like Roger Penske. Clearly, he's got a passion second to none for IndyCar racing and Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I think great times are ahead for IndyCar. I'm thrilled that we've joined when we when we have. Um, and you know, Roger's successful at everything he does, and there's nothing he has more passion for than IndyCar racing. And so I think we're all going to be a, a big winner here. So long before you joined McLaren, one of the most common discussions you and I would hold involved IndyCar and business and what it was doing, what it needed to do better, areas it was missing out on, areas it was excelling in. Curious now that as someone who is directly involved in the series through this partnership with Sam Schmidt, Rick Peterson under the Arrow McLaren SP banner, what things jump out to you strictly from the business side where you are confident Roger Penske Corporation, Greg Penske and so on can affect short-term change and improvement? And are there some longer-term things you either see or might suggest to Roger and team these might be areas for you to, to drill into on a longer lead time to uplift whatever. Yeah, I think first, I think existing management, you know, Mark Miles and Jay Fry uh, have done and continue to do uh, an excellent job. I think what Roger will do is invest, think long term. And, you know, he has resources and a Rolodex kind of second to none. And so I think, you know, Mark and Jay and and the entire industry are going to benefit from his enthusiasm, his long-term view. People believe in, in Roger Penske. And so I think he will bring more sponsors to the sport. I think he'll bring more people to the table because people like to do business with Roger Penske and, and Penske Corporation. Mm. So I think there'll be a lot of just belief in him, and that becomes, um, you know, infectious. People people will, will believe in the direction he's bringing the sport, and I think uh, that will be outstanding. I think that's something, as I think Tony George said, they've taken it as far as they can take it. I, I think they don't have the you know, what Roger has to take it to that next level. So I kind of applaud Tony and and the family for recognizing that and can't think of someone who's going to be a better steward for IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500 than than Roger. And I think um, the entire industry uh, would would echo my comments. Another area, Zach, where you have unique qualifications – I would say largely through the just marketing 
company that you founded is that marketing, creating awareness, creating programs that generate purchases uh, for major companies wanting to play in motor racing. How do we get folks to know about your product, care about it, buy it, activate, etc.? This we know is of the things that IndyCar needs to improve. While it was once a, a raging success, you and I loved in the cart IndyCar era in particular. It's been a while since IndyCar was a household name, right? Most people, when you say, hey, do you like racing? Their response is NASCAR. Any thoughts come to mind? Yeah. P- putting your marketing hat on of things you might suggest to uh, the Penske folks about how do we get IndyCar back to a place that, at least here in North America, folks don't always say NASCAR when you say racing to them. Yeah. I, I think I agree with most of what you say, I I would change one thing. I think IndyCar is a household name. I just don't think it's been talked about Mm. uh, as frequent. You know, I think if you say IndyCar, I think everyone's heard of the Indy 500. I think everyone's heard of IndyCar. Now, what it hasn't had, but it is, is it's growing again, is it's not been as relevant as it once was or talked about in the house as much as it once was, but it's a great brand. And I think if you go around the world and say Indy 500, people know it's an auto race. They may not know who won last year. They may not know what date it's on. Um, but so I think what's great about it as a, as a brand is it is well known. It's just not well followed like it once was. And I think someone like Roger is going to, get people talking about it. And that's half the battle right there is, you know, bringing that awareness and that engagement back. And then, you know, I think business, whether it's uh, a McLaren or IndyCar or something unrelated to even motorsports, the world is about momentum and energy and relevance. And I think those are the things that Roger's going to put behind it you know he's gonna get the the world's media talking about it as we are right now he will bring in more sponsors he's uh, mentioned he wants to bring in another manufacturer giving uh penske auto i have no doubt he will bring in another manufacturer so i don't think there's a silver bullet that makes indycar the world's most popular motorsport overnight I think it's about incremental gains in all these areas. And I think, you know, Roger spoke about his, you know, top 10 list. Get your top 10. And if you can move the needle on all 10, you're going to find that's going to make a big difference for the sport. Um, But, you know, it's a top 10 list. It's not a top one, two or three list. And I think that's what he's going to do. I think he'll move the needle in the right direction on 10 things. And those collectively will make a big difference. Let's wind down, Zach, looking at value. So most IndyCar team owners that I speak with, even some that might surprise folks, would look from the outside and say, boy, their cars are filled with names and companies that I know of. They must be flush with cash. Even some of the bigger teams would say, we probably use a little bit of help financially. Value-wise, we know that, among the challenges we hope Roger can face and solve, creating more value. When IndyCar Team X is searching to complete its budget, create an ability where 
potential sponsors see the value and see a heightened value to spend more. Any general thoughts you can offer in the reaction from the sponsors you have? Wouldn't ask you to name all of them. I know, obviously, with uh, the team you haven't announced, all the brands that will be involved. But just without naming names, can you share any insights from reactions you've heard from the companies that will be part of the Aero McLaren SP program next season? And maybe any you're speaking with that you've had to say, hey, by the way, new owner or who've reached out to you and said, hey, we just heard. Love a little bit of insight there that folks might not know about. Yeah, I, I, I think from the conversations I've had with both uh, current partners that are, that are involved in our IndyCar program and, and prospective partners, they share the same enthusiasm. I mean, Roger Penske is a uh, very well-known, highly credible global businessman. Uh, and, and so when you have someone of his stature who's taken over the stewardship of, of IndyCar racing, I think everybody recognizes what he's capable of doing. And I, that's got people interested, and that's going to get people involved. And, you know, that's you know one of the things, if I look back at when NASCAR went through its tremendous growth, it was so hot. People were just joining because the neighbor was joining. You know, it was that type of, and, and I remember when I did my first NASCAR deal, which was in the late, late 90s, I kind of walked in and just said NASCAR, and well, I got a deal done mm. after my first meeting. I had never experienced it, <laughs> I went, well, this is kind of easy. So that's uh, why and, whenever and you NASCAR, walk in a room today, you just say NASCAR automatically and see what happens. All right, now I understand. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so you know, and, and that was because all the marketers recognized, you know, marketers like to participate in things that are, that are hot, things that, you know, it's like when you're investing in the stock market, um, some people like the big blue chip, other people like to buy growth stocks, everyone's trying to find the growth stock, and I think that's exactly uh, what you know, the analysts would be saying about IndyCar is it was already on an upward trajectory, but now it's just gotten a big hit of adrenaline by Roger Penske getting involved. And, you know, stay tuned and, and you know, get on the boat and enjoy uh, the ride, be part of, of the growth of the sport. So I think while nothing happens overnight, uh, he's not a magician. Uh, you know, but I think it will, um, we will see an acceleration of the growth that the IndyCar was already on. Let me ask one question to close, Zach. I don't know if there's anything there, but knowing your day job, at least, is looking after McLaren Racing and its Formula One program is where I think most folks associate your most recent efforts. Have you heard from any fellow team principals or, or senior folks in Formula One who've either commented or asked your thoughts about Penske because this is obviously a domestic series here. It's a thing you and I love. I'm curious if those on an international sporting scene in Formula One have maybe reached out and said, hmm, what do you think? Um, so, some have. I mean, you know, the Formula One teams tend to focus on, on their world. I think it will definitely... Um, catch people's attention. I did a, 
uh, town hall today uh, with my team uh, talking about uh, where we're going over the next five years. And at the end, there was a question of now that uh, Penske has bought uh, IndyCar and Roger was last with Mercedes and Mercedes does not have a racing program in America, do you see Mercedes coming into IndyCar? And that's a good question. I think it's a little bit early, but I, I think look at how quickly that question, I would not have been asked that question if it wasn't for the Penske acquisition. And I think, you know, Roger will be trying to bring in another manufacturer, whether it's Mercedes or, or someone else. And, you know, it's a, a very important market. One of the reasons why we're in IndyCar is while Formula One is growing in North America, you know, we needed a larger presence than, you know, kind of one race a year. And I think some manufacturers, because Roger is so well known in those areas at the highest level, I'm very confident Roger will be able to bring in another manufacturer and then another manufacturer funds more teams, they promote the sport, they buy more television time, and I think when you start getting all that momentum, that's what's going to build the sport. And that was our IndyCar feature with almost half of the full-time entrant base, giving their thoughts about Roger Penske and all that could change and they believe will change as a result of his purchase of IMS and IndyCar. All right, I am Marshall Pruitt. This is a Marshall Pruitt podcast. Brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. Thank you for listening.